following message is from the North Shore Christian Centre MP3 Audio Lounge. More information about North Shore Christian Centre is available at www.nscc.org.au. I want to speak to you about prayer. I want to speak to you about the power of prayer. I want to speak to you about the importance of prayer. And I want to speak to you about how to pray this morning. Just uh, open the newsletter and uh, right there on the front page of the, well, just second page of the newsletter is about praying, prayer, 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 and how we've got prayer meetings right through the church every single day of the week. But I want to see more. I don't think there's ever enough prayer. I think we can always do better in our prayer life. I think one of the embarrassing questions to ask someone is, how's your prayer life? And most people will embarrassingly say, not as good as I would hope it to be. And so this morning, I want to, I want to inspire you to pray. Bill Hybels wrote a book in Too Busy Not to Pray. And he says this, if the request is wrong, God says no. If the timing is wrong, God says slow. If you are wrong, God says grow. But... If the request is right, the timing is right, and you are right, God says, go. And I, and I really believe that there's tremendous truth in the fact that, that God answers prayer, but not necessarily every time the, we, the way we wanted answered. I want to talk to you this morning about the prayer life of Jesus. I want to talk to you about how he is a role model of prayer for us, and uh, the first uh, the scripture that I want to bring to you is a scripture in Luke chapter 3, verses 21 to 22, which is the baptism of Jesus. And it says this, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus always was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit depend, descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved son, in you I am well pleased. And right here we see Jesus praying at his baptism. And the result was an open heaven. How many of you know that there's a message there for us? Look, if there was one person that didn't need to pray, it was the Lord Jesus Christ. How many can say amen? He was God manifest in the flesh. He, didn't, he was God. He didn't need to pray if he didn't want to pray. But what we find is a life of prayer. What we find is significant events in his life preceded by prayer. Now, if Jesus needed to pray, how much more do we need to pray? And what we find is that as he prayed at his, at his baptism, the result was an open heaven. How many of you want an open heaven over your home? How many of you want an open heaven over our church? Come on, three of you said amen. How many of you want an open heaven over our church? How many of you want an open heaven over our city? How many of you know that it's through prayer that the heavens are opened? It's through prayer that darkness is pushed back. Because I want to say to you that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. There are forces of darkness that want to oppress you, want to oppress your family, want to oppress the church, want to oppress the city, want to oppress the nation. And I tell you, you can try to fight with letters, you can try to fight with petitions, you can try to fight by screaming and shouting but the best place to fight is on your knees praying and asking God for an open heaven 
Jay Sidlow Baxter, a great author and preacher for many years, at 85 years of age, says, I've pastored three churches and revival has broken out in all three. And then he goes, not through my preaching, but through the concerted efforts of a congregation of people that would gather together to pray for an open heaven. And church, I really believe this, that prayer ought not be just throw away lines, but a concerted effort to believe God for an open heaven. And I tell you, when there's an open heaven, the powers of darkness are pushed back and something begins to happen in the life of men and women. Jesus prayed at his baptism and the heavens opened. There's a message there for us, church. Let's pray until the heavens open over our place, over our home, over our church, over our business, over our nation. Let's be a church that knows how to pray. Then after the baptism, Jesus went into the wilderness and he begins his ministry with 40 days of prayer and fasting. Luke chapter 4 verse 1 says, Then Jesus, being filled with this Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And then in verse 14 it says, Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. What we see is this, is that at his baptism, Jesus prayed and the heavens opened. Then he starts his ministry with 40 days of prayer and fasting and he comes back in the power of the Spirit. So not only does prayer open the heavens, but prayer gives us power. The key to power in the Spirit is prayer. Prayerlessness equals powerlessness but prayerfulness equals powerfulness i want to encourage you that if you want power to pray if you want to see power released in your life pray there's an incredible story in exodus chapter 17 it's a story of joshua confronting the amalekites and if if you're into if you're into metaphors It's an incredible story of Joshua representing the spiritual man and the Amalekites representing the carnal man and how there's a battle between the spiritual man and the carnal man. How there's battle between the forces of good and the forces of evil. And so what happens is that Moses, the leader at the time, doesn't enter into the battle physically but enters into the battle spiritually. And so he climbs up onto a mountain and he's watching Joshua in battle with the Amalekites. And it's an amazing thing that as he's watching, he lifts up his hands to heaven. Again, a metaphor of prayer, a metaphor connecting with God. And as he does so, Joshua has power over the Amalekites. And whenever he drops his hands, the Amalekites start to take ground on Joshua. And so as his hands lifted up, he watches this. It's an incredible scene in front of his eyes. As he watches his hands lift up, Joshua gains the advantage. As his hands drop, the Amalekites gain the advantage. 
And right next to Joshua were two armor bearers, were two lieutenants, were two mighty men. One was called Aaron, his brother. The other was called her, his, his, his armor bearer, his friend, his lieutenant. And when they saw this, they said, Moses, we are going to stand with you. We are going to hold up your arms. We are going to battle with you to see this victory won for our people. And so they lifted up the arms of Moses. And as they lifted the arms of Moses, power came on the people of God. And they were able to defeat the Amalekites, which is a metaphor of the flesh. Friends, there's a message there for us. If you want power in your walk, if you want power in your house, if you want power in your family, if you want power in the church, if you want power in your nation, if you want power with God, the answer is connect. Connect with him in prayer. Then the third evidence of Jesus praying was when he went to the mountain to pray in Luke chapter 6 verse 12. Luke chapter 6, verse 12, it says, Now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer. Continued all night in prayer, a whole night of prayer for Jesus, just praying. What was he praying for? Well, he had a big decision to make the next day. The big decision was that he had to choose some apostles out of the disciples See, the fact is that Jesus had many, many, many disciples, not just 12. He had stacks of them. At one stage, we read there was another 72. So he might have had well over 100 disciples that followed him. But on this particular day, he had to choose 12 to become apostles. And so a big decision to be made. So he's Jesus, goes up on the mountain, spends the whole night in prayer to make a decision, to, to, to find the will of God, to find the purposes of God. He's praying, God, I, I need for you to give me wisdom and discernment as to who to choose out of all my disciples to become the apostles. And in verse 13, it says, And when it was day, he called his disciples to himself, and from them he chose 12 whom he also named the apostles. Friends, have you got a big decision to make? Have you got something confronted you, confronting you, and it's a, a life and death decision? Well, if Jesus, the Son of God, spent a night in prayer over his decisions, maybe you ought to spend a few minutes in prayer over yours, an hour or so, just especially when it's a huge decision. Why would you make a huge decision without praying, without asking God for wisdom, without asking God for discernment? Because I want to say to you that wisdom and discernment come through prayer. God reveals things. I, I, I tell you, I don't make big decisions anymore without praying. And I wait for the peace of God to come into my life. And I just know that when God's peace comes, it's right. If God's peace doesn't come, I'm, I'm not moving, for it, friends. I'm just not moving because I do not want to go where God's peace does not lead me. And so often we sort of just storm ahead in life with our passions and our desires and we become led by the flesh rather than being led by the Spirit. We get led by our own passionate 
desires rather than being led by the Spirit of God. I'm telling you, one of the best ways to to analyze whether you're being led by the flesh or led by the Spirit is spend time in fervent prayer. Spend time in the presence of God asking for His direction, asking for His discernment, asking for His wisdom and see what happens in the presence of Almighty God as He begins to reveal to you His will and purposes for your life. We get to Luke chapter 11. And in Luke chapter 11, his disciples are so impressed with his prayer life that they ask him, Jesus, would you teach us how to pray? He says, now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place. Here it is. He's praying. He's praying on the mountain. He's praying in the wilderness. He's praying in the morning. He's praying at his baptism. Wherever, wherever Jesus went, he, he modeled a life of prayer. When the disciples saw it, when he, says, when he stopped praying, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. So what we see here is not only did Jesus have a life of prayer, but John the Baptist also had a life of prayer and modeled it. And the disciples learned from Jesus. And so Jesus began to say, well, listen, this is how I pray. And so let me teach you how you ought to pray. And Jesus began to teach them, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And just the introduction to that prayer is just so powerful. Because the way Jesus would pray, first of all, he'd start with worship. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Lord, I just want to honor you. I just want to honor you my whole life. I just live as as a life of honor to you. Come on up, Liz. I'm just about through this morning. But what a powerful thing it is just to, to start your prayer life with worship. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. Then it says, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, I I just want your will to be done in my life. There's nothing more, Lord, than to fulfill your will in my life. To be submitted to your will and purposes. That my life might be a life that honors you. When was the last time you prayed that prayer? Not my will, but your will be done, Lord. I lay down, I sacrifice, I lay it all down, all my dreams, all my aspirations for one thing and one thing only, that your will might be done in my life. That what you see for me is what I see for me. Because I want to say to you, there are many voices, there are many people that would push you and pull you and drag you. There are many pressures. And I want to say to you that the things of this world, pressure, pressure, pressure is enormous. Pressure. you got to get married. you got to have your own house. you got to have money in the bank. You gotta have this, you gotta have that. You won't be happy if you don't have this, if you don't have that. And so we chase the dream of happiness without realizing that true happiness and contentment can only be found in fulfilling the will of God. 
There is nothing that will give you the contentment, the satisfaction, and the happiness as to fulfill the will of God. And sometimes it is a cup of suffering that you have to drink from. As Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he took hold of that cup and it was the cup of suffering. And he prayed that prayer again. Lord, if it's possible, any other way, take away this cup. But if not, not my will, but your will be done. Not my will, but your will be done. And he went through, drank from the cup of suffering because it was the will of God for him to pay the penalty for your sins and my sins. And today we rejoice and we say, worthy is the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth that we might receive salvation. Honor and glory goes to him. I want to say to you today, there's a price to pay. There's a sacrifice to be made in order for the will of God to be fulfilled in your life. But there's no greater joy. There's no greater joy than to lay it down than to lay it down, than to lay it down. He sacrificed all for you. What are you willing to sacrifice for him? And today I just feel the Holy Spirit saying, there's some of you that just need to lay some things down. I just feel the Holy Spirit saying that God's just pointing his finger and just touching certain areas and saying, you've got to lay this down. You've got to lay this down. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes. If that's you this morning, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about laying some things down in order to fulfill God's will for your life. I just want you to lift up your hand right now and just say, that's me. Pray for me, John. God bless you. 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 All over this building, hands are going up. Who else? Who else today? Just, just lift up your hand and say, John, pray for me. I need to lay some things down to fulfill the will of God. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. You're just feeling the Holy Spirit saying, if you, you've got to lay this down to fulfill the will of God. To fulfill the will of God, you've got to lay this down. You've got to lay this down to fulfill the will of God. God bless you, God bless you. God bless you, God bless you. God bless you. Who else today? Who else? There's things that we just got to lay down. God bless you, God bless you. God bless you, God bless you. I see your hand. just want you right there where you're seated just to open up the palms of your hands to heaven right there. If, if you want to do the will of God, if you really are committed to doing the will of God, I just want you to open up the palms of your hands. And it's a sign of surrender. We sing that song, all to Jesus, I surrender. All to Him, I freely give. I tell you now, the anointing of God is in this place presence of God is in this place. And I just want you to begin to pray this, Lord, I surrender to you. I just lay it down. Just all of my worldly ambitions, I lay them down. I just want to do your will. May your will be done in my life. May your will be done in my life. Just begin to speak it. Just begin to speak it. Begin to say it. May your will be done in my life. Begin to say, not my will, but your will be done. Not my will, but your will be done. I tell you, the anointing of God is in this house right now. Not your will, but my will. Not my will, but your will, Lord. Not my will, but your will. Not my will, but your will. 
Now begin to move, Holy Spirit. Begin to move over your people. As they dedicate and sacrifice, as they lay down at your altar, every ambition that has not been sanctified by you, that has not been ordained by you, Lord, at the end of it all, we will stand before you. At the end of it all, we'll be standing. We won't have to give an account to man. We're going to have to give an account to you. But today, Lord, we just lay it down. Every worldly ambition, we lay it down. We lay it at the foot of the cross. And may your will be done in our lives in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Take my life, Lord, and let it be totally anointed and sacrificed to thee. Father, just touch people's lives right now. Lord, help those that are struggling. Help those that are battling. Help those, Lord, that right now are fighting the desires of the flesh, fighting fears and fighting those words from the enemy that says, if you lay it down, you'll never get it up again. If you lay it down, God will not answer your prayers. Lord, I rebuke those things in Jesus' name because you will bring about a miracle. You will bring about provision. You will bring about that which is according to your plan and purpose. And today, Lord, may your will be done in Jesus' name. Come on, let's stand in God's presence. Thanks for listening to this message from the North Shore Christian Centre Audio Lounge. We invite you to visit us online at www.nscc.org.au. Through our website, you can keep up to date with what's happening in the life of our church in Chatswood, New South Wales, as well as accessing other free resource materials. 